Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 26th of January 2014, entitled The Knowledge of God. And the Bible reading is taken from Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 to 26. Here's Brother Gareth Green. Morning everyone. Good to see you all again. Okay, yeah, so we are going to be in uh, Jeremiah chapter 9. And verses 23 to 26. Uh, while we're all turning there, um, I just want to say to everyone, thank you for uh, the opportunity that you've given all of us to uh, to serve in these ways. It's been, um, yeah, just a great opportunity to, um, yeah, see what sort of gifts God has given each of us. And, um, yeah, thank you. Um, we're going to start the sermon uh, with a question. What is the most important thing in your life? I invite you to stand to honour the reading of God's word, starting uh, in, 20, chapter, in verse 23, Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23. Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exerciseth which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Behold, the days come when the Lord, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will punish all them which are circumcised with the uncircumcised, Egypt and Judah and Edom, and the children of Ammon and Moab, and all that are in the utmost corners that dwell in the wilderness. For all these nations are uncircumcised, and all the house, house of Israel are, circumcised in heart, are uncircumcised in heart. Please be seated. Um, the background of uh, Jeremiah uh, up to this point uh, and further on uh, in the book is uh, God is speaking through Jeremiah to his people. Uh, he's proclaiming and, ex- and explaining uh, why judgment is about to come on Judah. Uh, these verses in Jeremiah uh, that we've just read are referenced in both 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1 verse 31 uh, and 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 17. Uh, this shows us that these verses uh, are not just uh, applicable in the Old Covenant, but they are now applicable in the New Covenant as well. So the sermon will be uh, a classic sermon in three parts, and I'm about to start the first part if you're taking notes. Uh, Part one is also a question. Uh, What does it mean to know God? We're going to look at this question in reverse. Rather, what does it mean to not know God? Uh, Let's read Jeremiah chapter 4 and verse 22. For my people is foolish. They have not known me. They are sottish children, and they have none understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. The people being spoken about here are God's people, uh, and unfortunately, they know how to do evil. Um, they're, they're accustomed to sin. If you needed advice on how to do evil, then the people of God living in the city of Judah would be a good source of information. They have no knowledge of how to do good. They don't have a mind that understands good works. You might even say that they are backslidden. In the previous chapter, this is the very word used to describe them, in chapter 3 and verse 22. 
Return you black, backsliding children, and I will heal your, your backslidings. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God. So with that verse in mind, um, are you backslidden? That's the sort of people that are being spoken to here. To go back to the original question, to not know God is to be wise in performing evil. So what are the characteristics of a backslider? Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 13 to 14. And the Lord saith, Because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them, and have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein, but have walked after the imagination of their own heart, and after Balaam, which their fathers taught them. So a backslider is someone who has forsaken God's word. I'm not planning, uh, well, I'm not sure if you've ever met anyone, uh, a Christian that's ever said, uh, I plan to move further away from God. Um, I don't think you can be a born-again Christian and actually want to do that. Um, and that's certainly the thing I'm saying to myself now, you know, I'm not planning to, to backslide. Um, but unfortunately, um, it happens. Um, genuine born-again believers do happen, uh, do backslide. Uh, so, why, so why does this happen? Uh, there's a nice-looking church building in the, the middle of the city centre. Um, you know, it looks really nice. It's quite big. Um, so you've got a nice sort of grassy area outside. Uh, you can go sit down, have your lunch. Um, and uh, th- this building's got a bit of a reputation. Well, it, it did a few years ago with people in the Christian Union uh, as a place where you could go to and uh, play this game. And it's a really hard game, and I'm not sure if anyone's uh, ever, uh, ever won this game. And the game is called... Spot the Bible. <laughs> um, also, uh, an, an unrelated church. Um, I knew a guy from a church in Birmingham a couple of years back. Um, we were having a conversation, and during the course of the conversation, he was trying to justify his pastor's practice of sometimes not mentioning a single Bible verse in uh, the whole of a sermon. Um, and if, uh, for instance, they do use the Bible and other elements of church life, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's a gradual step, you know, eventually um, forsaking the word of God is a slippery slope. Uh, that's the end of part one. Part two is uh, the longest part of the sermon, so please bear with me. <laughs> um, part two is about humility. So let's dig into verse 23 again. Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. And we'll also read verse 22. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. The knowledge knowledge of God always needs to begin with humility, uh, because as we learn in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, God is incomprehensible. Verse 23 here uh, speaks about people who are glorying in their own abilities. When combined with the next verse, we see that these verses together create a contrast between uh, glorying in our own abilities and glorying in God. There is no room in the Christian life for pride and for God. So how can we know God? By avoiding spending time gloating and boasting in ourselves, and looking, at, uh, and looking inwardly, uh, we free up space in our minds and in our diaries for God. Uh, just as Alex explained for us earlier, uh, God, God isn't saying to the slowest person in the world, 
don't glory in how fast you are. He's saying it to the fastest person in the world. Um, the same with someone that is actually wise. He's saying don't glory in your wisdom, even though they are, in the world standards, a very wise person. Uh, and also in um, someone that is mighty. I'm not saying to a weak person, don't glory in your might. He's saying to a mighty person, don't glory in your might. Let's take some information we know about God, such as God is powerful. Uh, what do we do with this information? Uh, currently, uh, Ruth and I are still in the process of trying to, to buy a house. Um, and when we were looking for houses, we did some research uh, on this, this website called Zoopla. I don't know if you've heard of it, but um, it has a lot of information on there just about different areas. Um, and obviously, you can't know what a place is like based on one statistic about um, what the schools are like or um, what the crime rate is like. Um, you need to get uh, all the information to create the whole, the whole picture. You can't just use individual puzzle pieces. Um, uh, and it's like that with God. Um, I'm going to read uh, Exodus chapter 15 and verse 3. Uh, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. So we can't take one fact such as Exodus chapter 15 and verse 3 as the only information that we know about God. Uh, even though this is completely true. You need to collect all the pieces of the puzzle to get the full picture. Uh, on the picture in the foyer, um, I don't know if you've read it, uh, but there's, I'm not sure quite how many there are, but there's quite a lot of names of God on that, um, and, and names for Jesus on that, uh, on that picture. That's, um, that's a great thing for our guests to, uh, to be welcomed by when they walk in. It's a great thing for us to see as we walk in as well, seeing... Um, who we have come to worship. Um, so back to the, the house illustration. Um, even after we get all the information off Supla, we don't really know what the place is like until you've seen it uh, in person and you've driven around the estate a few times. And even then, you don't know exactly what it's like until you've lived there for maybe a few weeks. We can learn about... Um, yeah, it's the same with God. Uh, you will not know what Jesus is like until you have a personal relationship with him not just words and statistics about his personality. We can learn about people uh, by not only looking at their actions, but looking at their emotions when they perform these actions. Uh, for instance, uh, my brother does, uh, does uh, weight training, um, not like competitive bodybuilding, just you know, uh, muscle exercises. Um, and for this, he, he buys protein powder um, to make protein milkshakes. Um, and he's offered me to try it once. I've tried it. Uh, some taste good, some not so good. Um, but uh, the reason that he's buying it is not because he likes the taste of it or because he, he wants to quench his thirst. Um, he's using these for the, the final effects, as it were, the, the after effects of these things. Um, and uh, d don't tell my brother that I, that I compared him to God. <laughs> um, but like my brother drinking protein, um, God delights in some things, and other things he does out of necessity. Uh, for example, verse 23 tells us that God delights in loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. Some things he does out of necessity, for example, um, not out of joy. In Ezekiel 18, verse 23, uh, it says, Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, saith the Lord God, and not that he should return from his ways and live? For God does not delight in the death of the wicked, but it's necessary for justice to be done. 
God gave us free will, and a side effect of this was uh, letting sin into the world. Um, this in turn meant that Jesus uh, would have to die, uh, but the primary reason for giving us free will outweighed the side effects. It meant that following him, uh, it meant that those that follow him uh, are choosing to follow, and they're not programmed to follow him. Um, he didn't enjoy being spat on or being separated from his father or becoming sin. Um, but he went through all of that so that we could be gifted with forgiveness. Uh, but only if we repent of our sins and turn to Christ. So what does we, God's word tell us about who he is? And uh, Let's read verse 24 again. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Um, Do you notice that in this verse, uh, both the words knowledge and understanding were used? Uh, does that mean there's a difference between these two words? Uh, yes. The knowledge is spoken about as just having like facts in, in the brain, um, but understanding is being able to apply this information. Um, we can also assume that these verses um, are not telling us that we should glory in the fact that we know that God exists. For instance, uh, let's turn to Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. Well, the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So from this, we know that everyone deep down knows that God exists. So what is the difference between knowing God like everybody else knows God um, and understanding God like is spoken about in verse 24? Having an understanding of God can lead you to a very different conclusion uh, when looking at God's actions and attributes. Uh, for example, um, we know that in 1 John 4 verse 8, uh, uh, God is love. Knowing that God is love has led people to believe that he will not uh, judge sin because he loves them too much. But understanding that God is love means that he must hate the opposite of love, which is sin. So therefore he must judge sin. Uh, so why should we boast in the knowledge of God? We can glory in the understanding of knowledge of God because it's something that doesn't come naturally, as we're told in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. We boast in it because God has granted us this knowledge. Um, even in our boasting, we should be uh, boasting in God's great gift to us. So that's the end of part two. And now I'm going to move on to the final point. Uh, and the third part is three suggestions uh, on ways to think about God. Um, so I'm going to use chapter, verse, and cross. So what can we learn about God from just this chapter, uh, Jeremiah chapter 9? Well, we know in this chapter that um, saith the Lord and thus saith the Lord appears ten times. Um, so from this we can gather that God communicates and takes the initiative in communicating with his people. So what can we learn about God if we only had one verse in the Bible? Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So from this, we can see that God was pre-creation. God is a creator. God is a worker. 
God wants us to know his authorship. The word of God in Genesis 1-1 has a plural meaning, meaning uh, Elohim. Uh, God is more than one. Uh, God lives in relationship. Uh, So what can we learn about God from the cross of Christ? The cross tells us that that only God can, can forgive sins. That means that Jesus Christ is God. God is love. God is just. God always has had a plan to repair our relationship with him and forgive our sins. God keeps his promises. God knew that we needed saving and so made a way for us to be saved. Only God could provide salvation. Christ conquered sin and death. He is the greatest forgiver and is responsible for the greatest act of forgiveness in history. Do you know this great God? Do you know Christ as your personal savior? Do you understand what it means to have a relationship with God? The cross tells you that you cannot save yourself. It publicly proclaims um, that we have worshiped other gods, we've lied, we've stolen, uh, we've blasphemed God's name. But the cross also tells you uh, that you can receive forgiveness and have a personal relationship with God if you repent of your sins and ask Jesus to be your saviour. So, in conclusion, we can also learn more about God in the same way we learn about other people. Um, Some things to think about are, um, we can look at what gifts he likes to receive, like praise and worship, uh, obedience. Um, We know God by his actions, uh, by what he has said, uh, by what he has called, the music he likes to listen to. Uh, who Jesus spent most of his time with on earth, and what makes him happy and angry. Uh, One of the best parts about learning about God is found in James chapter 1 and verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So we can take from this that God is unchanging. So whatever we learn about God... It never changes. We don't need to update ourselves on who God is. God is God. In our final scripture of the morning, I'd like to draw your attention to Second Peter, chapter 3, and verse 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. So are you growing in the knowledge of God? Because the Bible says that that is the most important thing in life. What is the most important thing in your life? Uh, I'd like to set you and myself a challenge this week. Um, I'd like you to take uh, John chapter 3 verse 16 and see how many different things that you can learn about God just from one verse. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, gifting us with um, the knowledge of who you are, Lord. Um, thank you, Lord, that uh, we can we can look all around us and just see that you are that you are God, that you are the Creator, Lord. We we can look around us and know that there has to be a God. Um, we thank you that um, you've spoken into our hearts and into our lives, and um, you've shown your your loving kindness to us, Lord. Thank you that you you delight in loving kindness and uh, and in righteousness, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would you would use us to um, to glorify you. We pray, Lord, that. If there's one among us here today that doesn't yet know who you are, Lord, doesn't know you as their own personal saviour, someone that maybe has all the facts in their head but doesn't know you um, in a one-on-one relationship, we pray that today would be 
uh, the day of salvation, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of your word. Thank you, Lord, for revealing yourself to us. We pray that we would be growing in the knowledge of who you are. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the cross. Thank you, Lord, that you sent your son to, to die on the cross to pay for our sins. Lord, thank you that um, you are so merciful and gracious. And we pray that we'd be active in communicating this to other people and sharing um, our knowledge and understanding of who you are with others. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>